unless you're you know 100 into it um if you want to if you're passionate about it and all that you can't it's really hard you're listening to the merged marketing podcast with me jason hunt the mission with this show is to discuss all things marketing sales and mindset it's my hope for entrepreneurs like you to get the most from your efforts so that you can focus on what you do best let's go The Merged Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Merged Media, your one-stop digital shop taking care of your search engine optimization, your social media marketing, and search engine monetization. If you have any questions or just want to establish a better presence online, go on over to merged.ca. That's M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. Now, today's episode is an exciting one. I've got a great guest, a world-renowned affiliate marketer, KJ Rocker. Um, Little backstory, I was actually hosting an online digital event called Kinza, which was taking place in Moscow, um, which was quite challenging because I had to be live on the air at my office at 4.30 in the morning, my time, which was noon, Uh, Moscow time. So that was kind of a challenge for me, but nothing about six coffees couldn't fix. And I was at that show, I got the chance to interview KJ Rocker. And uh, he talked on some great points about affiliate marketing. So it only made sense to bring him on the Merged Marketing Podcast to talk to you guys about affiliate marketing. So in this episode, we're going to dive into affiliate marketing for newbies, as well as the future of affiliate marketing and where it's going to be going in the next five years. Great episode. You're not going to want to miss it. So without further ado, my chat with KJ Rocker. I'm Jason Hunt, and today I'm here with KJ Rocker. KJ Rocker started in affiliate marketing in 2010 with a $10 investment. Later on, he moved on to live in Dubai and is currently living in the UK. His major focus is on lead generation in the financial space and using native advertising. And he's an expert affiliate marketer. I've actually interviewed uh, interviewed KJ a couple times at numerous affiliate marketing events. And it was only a matter of time before we had him on the Merged Marketing Podcast. So KJ, thank you for joining me today. Thanks, uh, Jay. It's an honor to be here with you and talking to you. And hello, everyone. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So, um, I mean, first and foremost, I think some people are probably wondering or would like to know, how did you grow your affiliate marketing business with a $10 investment? Okay. Well, uh, when I started off, um, I kind of worked as organic, you know, I was driving traffic with the organic means. I was actually, to be honest, I was spamming Yahoo answers. And the $10 I used was for internet connection, actually. I didn't even have enough money to pay for internet connection. Uh, But yeah, that's how I started. And then I also did some freelancing for other people and made some money, like did tasks for them. I was there actually on the freelancer.com. I was the cheapest bidder there. Uh, when I, uh, when I went camp to like you know building landing pages or marketing and stuff like that, I was always the cheapest bidder. I got a few projects, got uh, earned that money, and started you know buying, for example, domain names, uh, hosting, and all that because I didn't have even money to buy that stuff. So yeah, slowly started building up and started with organic traffic. What was the uh, what was the initial product that or service you were you ran on affiliate marketing? 
I think it was an email submit offer, um, Xbox points. That was the yeah email submit offer I was promoting on Yahoo Answers. In those days, that was like Reddit of, you know, uh, this time. And people used to go out and ask like, uh, how do I get Xbox points and stuff like that. And I had multiple accounts and I used to post from one account like, okay, uh, uh, you know, you can get uh, Xbox points from this site. And then from other uh, accounts, I used to say, yeah, I got this and leave reviews and stuff like that. And uh, also vote those answers and rank them all. It's it's interesting because I think a lot of people are, you know, captivated by affiliate marketing because of some YouTube video they saw on how easy it was to generate <laughs> income from affiliate marketing. Can you remember what really kind of led you down that path of affiliate marketing? Was there a specific mentor that you saw or a video you saw? Was it a friend that was in it? Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, well, uh, it was one of the clients uh, in freelancing who was doing affiliate marketing as well. And I started working with him over his projects and I learned from him and I asked him like, you know, how it works. So he actually showed me the way, um, but about, uh, you know, affiliate marketing. Yeah, I, I get that too. People sometimes, you know, reach out and say like, how easy is it and all that. But the thing is, uh, one thing I always tell people is like, unless you're, you know, 100% into it, um, if you want to, if you are passionate about it and all that, you can't, it's really hard. Like you just can't expect it to work for you suddenly. You have to learn it, and put, put hard work in and uh, that's, that's how you're going to be successful. That's more relevant probably now than ever. Um, as some, pe some people might think that the affiliate marketing space has become saturated um, you know, would you agree with that? And if so, what makes it so difficult to be an affiliate marketer entering the game as a newbie in 2021? No, the thing is, um, if it, it depends on your approach, see, um, if you're looking for long-term, it's still there and it's future is bright because yeah, uh, if you, if you look at things in the broader aspect, we are not open to many geos yet. Many geos are opening to us yet. And also, uh, there are more and more opportunities. Everything is going online. And where, wherever online or e-com or anything is involved or internet is involved, affiliate marketing is going to be there. But yes, industry is evolving. We are going more, I, I'd say, towards white hat, more towards compliance. Uh, for example, um, yeah, uh, right now, if I talk about my niche, which is financial niche, now you have to, in, in a, uh, for uh, being able to advertise on Google, you have to be now approved by FCA or FCA approved company. So, you know, things are going the right way. The problem comes when you are trying to use black hat methods and stuff like that or promoting uh, products which provide bad experience to user or, you know, like rip off products or uh, snake oil stuff and all that. That's where the real problem is. Otherwise, it's going really good. It's, uh, you know, when you talk about, you know, black hat versus white hat, because I've had these discussions before, you know, and and I think it was only a matter of time before people become numb to a lot of yeah. those tactics that black hat marketers are deploying, right? And uh, yeah. so it, it was almost inevitable. But it, it, if you were to say, you know, does the affiliate industry need to change? And uh, so, why does it need to change? 
definitely 100% we need to change. First of all, we need to change because we need to provide positive user experience. Like right now, if you look at the networks, not many of them have the products which actually provide value to the customers. And that is giving whole industry bad uh, reputation, which is not good. Whereas uh, if you look at um, like, you know, top performers, even they're the affiliate marketers, but their business model is totally different from uh, normal traditional affiliate networks. So yeah, uh, that is the reason. And the, another thing is like, I'd say with Black Hat, the thing is you have to adopt onto new things as well. So, you know, old methods, everything died down. But uh, yeah, um, the thing is, again, why do pe um, people need to change? Because that's where things are leading to. For example, I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example, like um, the payouts we are getting on affiliate networks right now, they're almost same as 2010, whereas media buying costs are raising uh, day by day. So we have to uh, find new niches, new ways to, uh, you know, monetize our traffic and stuff like that. And that is what's killing this traditional affiliate marketing where networks have same old offer and same old rates. They don't, they are not willing to adopt to new things. Like I have seen honestly, two, three networks who are actually trying to change things. Uh, they're acquiring, uh, you know, new uh, assets, new opening up new uh, niches and new methods and new ways to actually help their affiliates. But most of the affiliate networks, they just don't try. They're just stuck with the old way. And that's why uh, we, we have seen, like if you, if you notice in last uh, couple of years, many networks closed. And the reason is same, like they, they, they didn't uh, evolve with time. So um, yeah, adopting new things, uh, definitely without that, uh, we can't survive. And that's what's happening. Yeah, it's a great point. You know, how, as an affiliate marketer, you need to diversify. And I think for anybody out there who's considering getting into the affiliate marketing space, it's important that to be nimble and you have to yeah. be able to pivot and you can't just rely on that one great offer, great deal forever. Right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The thing is we're kind of like, you know, being affiliate marketers and all that, we are kind of at the forefront of internet. We have to keep an, uh, you know, uh, kind of track of what's changing, what's coming up. If, if there are new regulations, how they're going to affect us. If there's a new technology, how I can take benefit of uh, that technology. For example, uh, these days, TikTok, that is a totally new traffic source. We need to figure out how we can use it for our, our own benefit. If we don't adopt to that, then of course, um, you know, the old, uh, if it's, uh, we are stuck with the old traffic methods, that's gonna go away soon. So we have to keep evolving and adopting to new technologies. How do you stay on top of it with things changing so quickly? Are there any resources, tips, tricks, or tools that you use to stay ahead of the curve? Well, first of all, I always keep on trying new things. Like, you know, I, I don't settle. If something's working, yes, that's perfect. But what we want to do is we want to keep on trying new things and keep on trying new technologies, new methods, new traffic sources. Even if we are losing, um, we keep on going. We keep trying. So there's no specific resources, I'd say. It's all about what, you, what you're willing to learn, what you're willing to try. 
So, you know, to always be open to try new things. Uh, don't hesitate thinking, oh, no, that's not related to me. Just if, if you look at how you can improve user experience, or uh, even if you, what, what, what you're willing to learn from something, uh, that's what uh, yeah, uh, makes you learn new things. So I want to switch gears, KJ, and talk a little bit deeper on your area of specific expertise, which is lead generation. And as a whole, have you seen a big change in lead generation post-pandemic 2021 compared to two years ago, 2019? Um, yeah, I did. I did, honestly. Like at start, when, when, when you know, lockdown started off and everything, it completely died. Most of the niches, for example, if we talk about flight delays and, uh, you know, travel related stuff, everything went down. And because of lockdowns, <clears throat> call centers closed down and that really affected everything. But now it's getting back and I feel like it's getting back even harder than before. Like now all the big companies uh, have realized that, uh, you know, you have to adopt to Internet. Um, to survive and even local small businesses, they are now adopting internet more and more because during the coronavirus, the only way they survived is through online marketing. And the, the more they realize its potential, the better it gets. So yeah, I see it's growing further. Yeah, I, I, I find that uh, as well as people are now naturally becoming adept to filling in forms online. They're trusting online much more than they used to, um, yep. which is just bringing down that lead cost overall. Um, are there any specific methods in terms of generating that lead that you're seeing working uh, better than ever now? Well, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say, you know, uh, for example, it, 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 it really depends on what, what, what are we talking about in those methods and stuff like that. For example, bots um, um, or uh, quiz style. Now, here's the thing. Like uh, one thing I notice is um, when we create, uh, when we're testing uh, on lead generation or landing pages and stuff like that, one whole landing page with a full contact form or co uh, lead form, those convert less as compared to the quiz style or where you, you know, get, collect information in pieces or in bots, for example, uh, what is your name, then enter name, and then take them to the next step. So if you break down all that information, that always converts better. If there's one thing I swear by, it's this. To be as effective as you possibly can be, you gotta focus on one thing, just the one thing. This is why I merged my social media agency with an SEO company so we could become more versatile in the digital marketing space. If you're in the business and you're dealing with multiple contacts for all of your digital assets and taking up a whole ton of your time, that doesn't need to happen. Contact Merged Media and we'll set up a call and see if there's a fit. Or go on over to merged.ca, M-E-R-G-E-D.ca. Uh, I've been a huge proponent of gathering leads through Facebook on lead gen, you know, f leads on Facebook, not taking them off of Facebook and sending them to a landing page. For my agency, this has worked really well. Lead magnets, um, just to bring that lead in the door and then going through an email nurture sequence. That has been um, really good. I mean, you know, use Facebook to get them off of Facebook and try to sell them on email. Um, uh, you know, typically, as you probably know, Facebook leads are not good leads. There's no intent there. 
yeah. right? Yeah. Um, are you using Facebook as a, as a means or as, as a source for delivering those leads for you? Uh, well, Facebook has been a roller coaster for me. <laughs> um, actually, I didn't start Facebook till last year. Uh, seriously. Uh, otherwise, wow. I was using it for retargeting and all that. But at start, we, we saw results. We saw leads are cheap and all that. We started investing heavily into it. And then came the bombshell that it's not working well. So from there, we try to think where we are going wrong, how we can improve quality. So it, 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 it all comes down to, uh, as you said, how well your lead is prepared. So you have to nurture them. Or the second thing is hard qualify them. For example, um, in lead gen, if you, if you, without nurturing, if you send lead to the buyer, they won't pick up phone. If they pick up phone, they'll be like, I didn't apply for your service. The, uh, and the reason is because just, just you know, it's, it's, it's Facebook is more like entertainment platform or, or 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 a social platform. You're catching up with people and all that, so it's hard. But what 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 we did then was we kind of like you know introduce a few steps. For example, pin verification uh, before uh, a user can submit any detail. We ask them to verify their phone number and all that, so to make sure that they know exactly what they're applying for and making all um, message more clear. And that really helped out. And then of course, you know, without nurturing, you know, that is, is, is not worth it. Then advertorials before sending lead to the lead capture page, you have to educate them. You have to give them information about whatever you are uh, about to offer them. So as long as uh, they read that, and then when they sign up, they, um, have you know a proper way to verify all their details and everything uh, it works perfectly you mentioned avatorials and you spoke about this i believe at the kinza conference um maybe talk a little bit about the importance of those and how they work into the mix of the lead generation okay well uh advertorials are basically giving information to the subscribers or to the uh, you know traffic about the um the product you are uh, offering them, it it is just a way to make more, uh, provide them more information, give them a few benefits you'll get, or create awareness, and then convince people to actually buy your product. For example, if we talk about insurance, yes, if uh, if if a lead is coming from Facebook, they may you know be like, oh, uh, the, uh, it, it could be they, they could be looking for. Uh, I don't know, health insurance or stuff like that. When you have an advertory, we explain them, okay, this is what it is. This is how it works. These are its terms. They, uh, these are a uh, few ways it can protect your family and all that. So uh, on advertories, what we do is we kind of highlight the pain points and then offer solution. It helps us to convince people more. For example, if they are if they are even considering something, when we are using advertory, we actually make them uh, make a decision. So, uh, so that when they go on next page, they are ready to you know talk to us, ready to buy the product and stuff like that. So it actually helps to prepare people mentally uh, to just go for it. So let's get a tangible example here. Speaking to you know financial services, okay. Mm -hmm. So in that case, there it could be a Facebook post talking about five stocks to invest in in 2021. You send traffic to an advertorial to give further credibility for that business, yeah. knowing that that next retargeting ad is going to maybe be a consultation. Would that be a, an appropriate journey? Um. It, it, it could be, it could be, yes. For example, what, what, what you're going to do is um, um, 
you are going to give them uh, information about, for example, here's how I do. I, I did uh, in Forex as well. So what we used to do is uh, we were promoting a Forex platform, eToro. I'm sure you're aware of that. So what we do is we used to pick up information from, for example, news, right? Okay, this CEO said, well, uh, we are looking at this much growth and all that. Take that information, put that in advertorial, and then add your link. So we are what we're doing is we are using that news, mixing it up, positive news, mixing it up with the offer, whatever it is, and then giving it to the user. Okay, this CEO expects, like, let's say, 50% uh, more profits or whatever. Here's the product. Go for it. Would that that's awesome. Would that avertorial be SEO optimized? Would it have? Would it? Would um, be, that you can. You can. You can. Yes, of course. Uh, you know, you can do that. But mostly, uh, what we are doing is we are doing um, paid traffic. So SEO is not bigger for concern. For that, another thing we can do is if you if you're concerned about SEO and stuff, the other thing I advise is uh, uh, sponsored. Uh, blog tutorials. So that what that is, like let's say I want to offer my consultation, right? What I do is I buy um, a paid sponsored post from you on your blog or on some new site. I, I get a PR open whatnot where we talk about my product and then uh, you know send all the traffic there. And that will, uh, I, in my opinion, that will produce better results. And that that in past we tried it. As well, we, we still use this method and it always works. That's awesome. That's cool. Okay, um, switching lanes just for a quick sec because I want to talk about a business that would be getting an abundance of leads. Let's just take you know a landscape company that's getting so many leads they can't even fulfill any longer. And now what are they going to do with these leads? Well, they have an opportunity to potentially sell those leads. But who do they sell them to and how do they find those buyers for those leads? Okay, so first of all, what you want to do is you want to um, find out partner partners for that kind of thing. Like, for example, if you, uh, you're, you'll provide service to your clients, the rest of this, you can reach out to the other companies who are looking for the similar kind of leads or who are in the same trade as you. Um, you can uh, filter leads based on uh, their criteria. For example, they may want leads from certain postcode or different age groups or uh, you know um, certain requirements, for example, uh, income or how much their budget is and stuff like that. So um, you can filter that out based on that criteria and sell it. Now, when it comes to finding buyers, there are two ways. Number one is organic. For that, what you want to do is you want to look at, for, uh, first of all, um, top brands or the other brands who are in your niche. You want to reach them out and see if they work with introducers. Now, the keyword here is introducer. Uh, people usually, that's that's where you know most of the lead gens, they miss it. Because uh, in the industry, like apart from affiliate or performance marketing, if you say I'm an affiliate marketer, no one really know you. So the word you want to use is introducer. So like, you know, if you work with introducers, so that's number one thing, uh, you are going to reach them out. Like what I do is I leave them a message on Facebook or uh, on their social media or email, ask them if they work with any introducers and uh, if I can see uh, or speak to someone, uh, someone from their marketing team or whatever, uh, or uh, their directors. The second thing you can do is 
reach them out on LinkedIn. Um, there are, uh, you know, on LinkedIn is the best platform to find this kind. And the second is paid advertising. Now, for that, Google, in my opinion, works best. Um, for example, if I'm looking for, like, let's say, uh, pension advisor, uh, you know, uh, who I can sell leads to, I'll be like pension advisor leads. Now, this is the keyword I'll be targeting. And then, um, yeah, Google advertising, that works best. LinkedIn, that's another one where you want to target all the um, uh, pension advisors to target them. Yeah, so basically, uh, it paid, I'd say, Google or LinkedIn. LinkedIn is just like um, Facebook for business to business. In terms of social media platforms, not Google, not GMB, but what social media platform do you find generates the best quality lead? In for B2B or is it B2C? Let's say B2B. B2B is LinkedIn. Mm. All day. Eh? And LinkedIn ads or organic? LinkedIn ads. Ads. Uh, organic organic works as well, but that takes ages. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I tried that, but, you know, we, we got uh, very less leads. But ads produce some really amazing results for us. But the cost would be much higher than a Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, but quality as well. So mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it, it depends what you're looking for. If you're looking to reduce your costs or you, if you're looking to increase your quality. Yeah. And what about B2C? Uh, B2C, um, of course, uh, is going to be, I, I'd say the, these days, you know, um, one should give a, go to uh, uh, TikTok and on second, uh, Facebook. Hmm. I'm not a big Facebook fan, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, but yeah. Your, audi your audience might be there, so you kind of like it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is there. I mean, I don't totally ignore it, but one, don't rely on it 100% as well. Don't keep you, all your eggs in one basket. Definitely. Have you done much on TikTok at all uh, for yourself or for your clients? Uh, yeah, we have done uh, uh, some uh, campaigns on TikTok. We're still running them. Um, it's going all right. It's better than Facebook, to be honest. I found uh, I've run some campaigns on TikTok uh, for ourselves, even just driving traffic to this podcast. And I find the click cost on TikTok is very low, surprisingly, because I thought it would be before I went running those ads, I thought TikTok would be a platform to be very difficult or challenging to get people off of that platform to an external site. But click cost is super cheap. Yeah, because they have more, you know, active audience and all that. And the, the second thing is like everyone and their dog is launching Facebook business uh, ads. So that's another thing. Less competition. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, less competition. It's like Facebook 2016. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> cool. Awesome. KJ, this has been great. Thank you so much for your time today. If, if our audience has any questions for you, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. And if they have, if your audience have any um, questions, they can write me at, um, kj at 05media.co.uk or they can just uh, look for kj rocker and my blog is kjrocker.com but if you search on social media kj rocker you'll find me anyway awesome uh we answer we ask the question at the end of every single episode and that question is this if you can choose one person dead or alive to represent your brand who would it be and why oh my god um i never thought anyone you know um 
No, I never thought about anyone who was representing my brand. Just KJ Rocker. KJ Rocker is going to represent KJ Rocker, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I'm, 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 when it comes to you know my own brand and everything, and my own team as well, that, that, that's one thing I really struggle with. I, I'm really controlling, uh, you know, everything which is going on. I have to see it. So my team sometimes finds it annoying, but um, I think that's the price you pay when you build something from you know really small. So. You know what? This is episode 99, and we've had people say themselves probably only three times. We've had a lot of Oprah. We have Oprah Winfrey. We've had some Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, but you're the first to say KJ Rocker, which is okay. Yeah. It works. But uh, anyway, KJ, thank you so much again for your time, and uh, we'll be seeing you again real soon. Yeah, I really appreciate it, and thanks for inviting me. Thank you for listening to the Merged Marketing Podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and it would mean the world to me if you went on over to our podcast platforms to leave us a review. We'd love to hear what you think. If you are or you know somebody who would make for a great guest on the Merged Marketing Podcast, go on over and email podcast at merged.ca. Thanks again, everybody. Don't settle for good. Be great.